Happy 2020, everybody. January 2nd, 2020. That year just feels like we're in the future, doesn't it? It feels like we should be driving in um, in flying cars. Or my clothes should already lace themselves. I should have some kind of robot that's doing my everyday activities like cooking and cleaning of the house. <laughs> but that doesn't exist, and that's okay. Um, or if it does exist, it's way beyond my financial capacity to afford to do so. So the interesting thing that I think about at the beginning part of the year is what's going to happen. What uh, interesting things are going to occur in our lives this year? So sometimes people will set goals. They'll write things down. I would say if you're in the in the mode of contemplation and you're thinking about writing down some goals, write them down. Put them on a note card. Carry them with you. Write them inside a, the jacket of a book. Write it down on somewhere that you're going to see it on a daily basis. If you're a teacher, put on a whiteboard. If you're... Um, if you work in an organization that has a, you know, you have like a, the, the cubicle, pin it up. Put it in front of your eyes so that way you can constantly be having a look at it in order for you to be able to then achieve it. It's this mindset deliberately putting what we want in front of us on a continual basis. And that might not mean that every day you're having this awe-inspiring, you know, uh, contemplation and pondering and meditation over your goals. However, I'd say that having your goals in front of you is far more valuable than having them in your mind. Just because our mind thinks of so many different things and has so many different things in front of it, it has a tendency to forget or to put off all those needful things, all those wants and desires. So put them down if you want because we are a visual um, mental, if you think of it like the word elephant, you don't think of the word typically elephant, you think of the actual image of an elephant that it's gray and got the long, long, uh, long trunk and the short tail and the gray skin. We think of things, and so vision boards are another powerful way for us to see ultimately what we want. <laughs> now, in this mindset of the beginning part of the year, it's crucial. That if you want something you've never had, you must do something that you've never, never, never done. If you want something that you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. Remember, there's one of the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, thinking you're getting, going to get a different result. Now, there's a secret out there. I'm going to tell you about those that are successful, but let's first hear a word from our sponsor. So the secret of the successful people that exist out there. Successful people will do what unsuccessful people will not do. Another secret to that is that successful people don't necessarily in doing those tasks. So I'll give you a person that's in business development. A successful person in business development will go to networking events, will ask for referrals, will reach out to everybody they know in their network and let them know that they're offering this pharmaceutical drug, this uh, medical device, this uh, banking or financing option, this insurance. People in business development will swallow their pride and accept this is who I am and this is what I'm looking to accomplish. This is what I want to do. And I want to know if you're in the market for those services or for this product. 
And so by doing that, by deliberately successful people will be doing what is needed to get done. Where the unsuccessful person will will complain, will lament, and say how people aren't coming to them. Why aren't people asking me for more business? They'll wonder. It doesn't mean that the successful people enjoy going to networking events. They don't enjoy waking up at, uh, going to a meeting at seven in the morning. In other words, they're waking up a half hour to an hour earlier than normal in order to go to that, go to that morning networking event. But they know that if they go there, there's good odds that they're going to meet people that can put them in front of the right people. Another one example would be someone that decides to go to medical school. Now, a lot of times they decided to go to medical school in high school and definitely in, 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 in their undergraduate in, in college. But if they decided to do it in high school, they made deliberately different choices than the people that decided, you know what, I'm not going to medical school. There was many times that that successful um, student put off going out and partying, put off going off and doing other things so they could study. So they can get ready for the SATs or the ACTs or to be able to get get um, more APs under their belt. And then when they went to college, if you look at the undergraduate student that's decided to, they're going to go to medical school, they treated their classes of biology and physics and chemistry much differently than the student that was just going through it to get an undergraduate degree, let's say, in exercise science. Because they knew that they needed to understand those concepts in order to do real well in the MCAT, which is that standardized test of getting you into medical school. And so, and then when they got to medical school, again, they're saying no to a lot of different things, um, events. They might not be going home for Christmas if it's too far away or not home for the holidays. They might be skipping parting on a New Year's Eve in order to understand what they're doing in order to not only perform well in medical school because they want to get a good residency, but because they know they need to know these things. It's not to pass a test, although tests are part of the process. And so that that way they know what the heck is going on when they're in that operating room and they're asked for their turn with the knife, with the scalpel. And so it's this kind of mindset that successful people will do the things that unsuccessful people will not do. Unsuccessful people, you can see them, they're all around us, they're making very poor decisions. They have a big meeting the next day and they decide to go out and party with their friends because they couldn't say no. They're out till two in the morning. The presentation they think went really well and in reality came across as completely flat because they were gassed. They didn't have anything left in the tank. They were hungover. Now, they thought that they took the, the right amount of ibuprofen or the concoction of, you know, uh, Virgin Bloody Mary or whatever, you know, special recipe that they made for themselves. And in reality, they didn't bring it 100%. Unsuccessful people, you will often notice that they live for the small little moments. They can't plan, you know, six months, three months, a year ahead of time. They're only doing things with what satisfies them right satisfies them right now in front of their face. So successful people will do those tasks and they will build habits in doing those tasks that lead to success. Why is it so often that the people that are successful have learned ways to learn, whether that's talking to other people that are successful, 
whether that's reading books, listen to podcasts or audiobooks, they're constantly putting more information in their mind in order to get better. Now, one of the things that I would say is for those that are um, learned by doing, they might learn best by talking to those that are extremely successful as well. Or just people that are successful. I guess I don't. you don't have to put the extreme on People that are successful. Ask them what they did. What was their successes? What were their good habits? You'll notice a lot of times with people that are disciplined, if they're disciplined in their physicality, right? Their exercise, their nutrition. They have a tendency to be very disciplined in their work. At the same time, you'll find that those that are unsuccessful with their lack of discipline typically lack discipline in other parts of their lives. They haven't built up the stamina of willpower yet. So that's where each of us find ourselves. We need to be fully engaged with what's really going to get us to where we want to be. Instead of lamenting that we wish things were different. Instead of hoping that things are going to fall our way. If we want something that we've never had, we must be willing to do something that we've never done. And if we want to be successful, we must build good habits of success. It doesn't mean that you need to turn yourself into a marathon runner that wakes up at 4.30 in the morning and that neglects family. You need to identify what habits you want. It might be going for that walk or run right after you have a meal. It might be just getting, not just, but it might be focusing on getting in 10,000 steps for the day. That might be exactly what you're going for. And there is nothing wrong with that. You have to do you. You have to know you. If you want success though, and you want it differently than you've ever had it before, you must do something that is completely different than what you've ever done before. People will often lament to me, Sherman, I want more. They'll tell me that they want to make more in sales. They want to have more work-life balance. And I'll remind them, wonderful. That is great. Those are good aspirations. Now, what is going to be different? The problem is they don't know. And if you don't allow your mind to think beyond that, I don't know, then you're allowing your lazy mind to control your circumstances. And don't allow your mind to be lazy. It is an extremely powerful tool. And when you're allowed to contemplate, to think over a particular problem in your life, you will find the solution. Now, it might mean that you're going to, instead of being a morning person, you're going to be an evening person. So you're going to start, start work at 8.30, but you're going to go till 7 every day. Except on Fridays, where you're going to pull out early and leave at 4. That might be the differentiator. It might mean that when you're at the office, you decide for the first hour and a half to close the door, get things done. It might be that you decide to grab a book put it out on your table um, at home and buy a cabinet and put your TV inside a cabinet with doors and the remote control behind closed doors. And those small little decisions start creating an environment that makes it easier for you to read that book, to not watch the TV, 
and get yourself where you want to be. It's this kind of deliberate action that leads to results that you want. But are you willing to change what you're habitually doing in order to get there? And I'd say for most people, they are. They're willing to do it. They don't give themselves the time, though, to actually think about and contemplate about the solution for their lives. It's this lack of contemplation that leads to the lack of results. When we are focused on getting better, we will find the solutions on how to get better. So, as we approach 2020, and a lot of us have aspirations, goals, things on our wish list that we want to make 2020 the best year ever, we must be willing to do something that we've never done. May your 2020 be filled with health, happiness, laughter, and the perseverance to get what you want. Sherm's out.